No more of that. Yeah, that was all the silence okay. I needed. Hey, uh, I guess it's my turn at the helm uh, for the D&D. Uh, I kind of took a hiatus there while um, other things were being worked on, but uh, I think we're back to normal life for the time being. So my thought was I want to run something more akin to Diablo, something fast-paced, dungeon crawl, lots of monsters, lots of uh, ups and downs in the health, lots of abilities going off. So in that sense, I want to get rid of spell slots uh, in particular. I, I want wizards, casterly characters to just be able to fire off whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, I mean, if it's big spells, if it's uh, um, that are usually governed by few uh, slots to that level of a spell, I don't care because there's going to be plenty of targets. And uh, it's not going to make the players any more powerful than perhaps they need to be. But the question comes, uh, how does it work? Because we do need some kind of uh, structure to the um, system just so everybody knows, you know, what is happening and how it's happening and how often. Um, I originally thought of something like the Dragon's Breath mechanic where you cast a spell, say, a uh, magic missile, and then the next turn you would roll a d6, and because that was a first-level spell, um, the uh, a roll of... Uh, three uh, higher than three, so four, five, or six, that spell refreshes, and you're able to cast it on the next turn. So you would do, you would make that roll on your next turn. Like I want to cast magic missile again. Let's see if it's back in my mind, and you would roll that. And if you rolled a two, oh crap, cast a different spell, and then. Uh, after skipping a turn of not casting any one particular spell, you would not have a refresh check. It would just automatically be refreshed because you took a break from that uh, avenue of magic or that uh, resource. But I have since thought that's a lot of roles and micromanaging and, and keeping track of what was off and what was on and what did I do last turn and so, so I thought maybe uh, even closer to a Diablo-type um, mechanic is to give uh, casters mana and uh, spells cost mana equal to their um, spell level and Characters have a mana pool, a mana pool which, you know, is uh, a static amount. Casting from it uh, depletes it, and on uh, 
your turn, you recover so much. Again, a die roll and micromanage. So I think what I settled on is you <clears throat> have a mana pool equal to your spell casting level. So a fifth level wizard can cast third level spells, so they have a mana pool of three which means they can cast a third level spell and they uh, their mana is gone, uh, which means bonus action is not a spell. Um, and, you know, in between their turns, they wouldn't be able to do stuff like counterspell or anything because... They don't have that. So I thought maybe you add proficiency to that spell level plus, plus proficiency to give them a little bit extra mana on in their pool. And then on their, their turn, they replenish their spellcasting modifier. So an intelligence of 16, you would replenish three. So you... Re, so if you spent... Three on a third level spell, counter spell, off your turn, and on your turn you cast magic missile, you're down to two mana points. On your turn, you would gain three back automatically, and you're back up to five. And you can pretty much have the full gambit of your uh, spells available to cast again. Um, I'm just rambling at this point, so any thoughts or opinions on any of those systems I mentioned? Uh, the third one doesn't sound any less complicated than the first two. Okay. I don't... It might... The I, mana system... Was, the, the, was I the only one that thought that? I mean, I think no matter how we approach this, there's going to be some sort of additional upkeep that we're going to need to... Well, I guess my uh, my thought is: is it a static uh, return or is it a variable return where you have to roll a die? Both, I think, have their merits uh, role playing wise. Sure. Uh, uh, mechanically, I think the static return of like whatever your spellcasting modifier, you get that many back. You can pretty much plan every turn around that knowledge. Whereas if you were rolling a D4 there's a little and more adding, chaos. there's a little more chaos. Oh shit, I only got one this turn. Okay, that means I can't cast Fireball. I, I have to settle for one of these first little spells. So it makes every level you, the spells you choose, you have to kind of uh, kit out that, you know, I have offensive utility and defensive at every level because I never know when I'm going to have to dip into this category of spell level and have it be my only choice of defense or attack or whatever on my turn. So there's that. Only because it easily, it seems applicable to uh, what I was going to be doing. Uh, I like your third because that one seems easily adaptable for the monk as well. 
Okay. Uh, like a, a, a resource pool. You call, okay. it, you call it mana because you're a wizard. I call it chi because I'm a monk. Resource pool. Okay. So like your uh, key points or your... Yes. Your resource pool. Okay. Like that? Yeah. Because like you should... Yeah. A monk is going to be doing all his fancy shit. Because that's the thing I hate about monk. You get like a paladin. You get one burst of offense and then you sit around the rest of the game and just... Uh, I, I cast sword. Right. Or I cast fist. You know, it's like... Just over and over and Lord, over. I want to get, get rid of that. I want to do the fun shit all the time. That's what fantasy fucking gaming is right <clears throat> excuse me um so resource pool everybody cool with that well, uh, I, 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 i'm totally if cool other, with that. if other people are okay with that like i i, I mean i can go with whatever so um so I was how, thinking how would that work on melee again like melee so your character has two attacks at fifth level, normal by the book. And being in bear form, because you're a barbarian that at when he rages, he turns into a bear. <clears throat> you have a bite, bite as your one attack, two attack. And then your offhand, because you have two paws, uh, is a claw attack. In uh, the system I propose, which basically goes your half your level plus proficiency is a number of attacks you can basically chain together. Okay. So you can do, well, what or not, not maybe not your uh, proficiency. Maybe it's your, uh, uh, ability modifier. So like your strength is four plus, uh, proficiency. So you have seven attacks you can chain together. Up to seven. Up to, yeah. <clears throat> the first time you miss, you're done. Right. But you always get the bite, bite, claw. But as long as you hit on, you know, that last one, you can chain another one. So it's only on the last. Okay. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's that's it. You get your normal your regular attack, attack, and if your and last the, one. Okay. The last one, you're able to chain on top of that your profi your proficiency modifier or your strength modifier. Um, I like that because then you got to try and set up which one you're going to play last if it's got <clears> a <throat> chance to hit. Yeah, because if it's to make it character specific, I would make it your ability modifier because then, you know, you're, you're going to check points into strength because you want that modifier to be big because then you have a potential to chain as many as four extra hits after that. Plus proficiency? Or is you saying instead? Instead. Okay. So, so you know, I, I don't want the warrior's turn to go for a half hour, uh, which that could easily. Uh, warrior, barbarian, ranger, you know, paladin, all those, you know, in uh, actually, monk might fall into this too. But I mean, it's where, a regular attack plus your modifier for the number of possible bonus attacks, and then you're done. Yeah, so you would have your bite, bite, your normal two attacks at level five. I think you get five. Uh, your second attack, but 
being that you have an offhand attack, you gain a bonus action of that attack. So that uses your bonus action to do that, but you know that's what you're building your character for. Um, and then after that, you if that one hit, you can attack again. If that hits, you attack again. If that hits, you can attack again. Up to your your strength modifier as a as a cutoff. So it'd almost be like critting, but not critting. Just just managing to hit and laying out a bunch of damage. But then the progression again would uh, so bite bite claw claw hit. So I'm going to do another attack. That's another bite, and then a bite, and then a claw, and then a bite. You know what I mean? As long as they're hitting every time, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so you still go through the bite, bite, claw progression in the repeat. Okay. You can't would that work as well for every time. for your your monk Jeff, or would the is the mana system going to be uh, enough of a uh, kick into there. Okay, so I'm, I'm playing four elements, so I have spells. Okay. Um, and in addition to the normal dope monk shit. And okay, and, I don't know that I've ever played that flavor of monk, so I'm not as. I've got burning not. hands. Okay. Uh, and then another thing, it's a spell. It's a. It's like a spell, but not. Uh, so is I, it basically one of your attacks? Uh, no, that would that would be my action. Would be burning hands, or unless, uh, depending on how you do how you, how we're doing action economy in this. Well, then I think. Um, I, I would I would say. Uh, just top of my head and again anything I say here is subject to to change or a better idea um, you could draw from uh, a pool only once so you have your chi for your your attacks so you want to do a you want to do your burning hands that's your spell-like ability pool you're, you're, you're casting there. Mm -hmm. But you want to do dope munch shit. Well, you've already done your action, so now you're going to have to spend a chi point to do a flurry of blows as a bonus action, right? Uh, well, I can only do so that. That's that. I, well, I can only do that if I attack. <clears throat> so it all comes down to whether or not we, we're, we're calling burning hands an attack. Um... If we're considering yeah. it an attack for the purposes of what what we're doing here, then then yeah, that that it works. Uh, yeah, I would. I, I think everything you do is is going to fall under the okay. So attack then, then description. That will, then that will work with either of my two abilities. Uh, the one is burning hands, and the other one is this ability called water whip. Okay, which kind of does what you think it does. Yeah, so it's it's very Katara esque. So uh, okay, yeah, that's that settles that. And Chad, did you settle on? Uh, I'm gonna what? play pure bard. 
Pure Bard. Okay. Pure Bard. So Pure Bard is in itself uh, a hybrid. So you're both caster and melee. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to go. But I, at, I mean, the, the casting part, though, is very much pure caster. The like the spell slots and everything that they have, uh -huh. like at level six, I have three third level spell slots. Normally, that's how many I have. Right. That's so, I think it's how many anyone has, except like paladins and rangers. Well, that they, they, I don't even consider them as cal. Uh, that's kind of like the monk they have. Spell-like attacks. Right. Um, I really didn't think you had that many spells. Yep. At six level. Wow. Yeah, you're the same as a sorcerer. Yeah. Actually, you know more spells than me. I only know seven spells at six level. You know nine. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> I know five cantrips. You only know three. That's where but, you got me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, mana pool again, and uh, Jeff. That was uh, what did what did we what are we? Because uh, this affects basically me and now Chad. Uh, mana pool is your spellcasting modifier. And half your level or spellcasting modifier or your spell level plus your modifier or just one of those? I think going with your spellcasting modifier plus your proficiency in thinking longer term, in thinking this is not just a one-shot, this is something that we would you know, try and build a system around. I think that makes the most sense because it's going to push people for it. It's going to reward casters in the long term caster things. And it's mm -hmm. also going to show some level of growth in the character as you level, because your mana is going to increase when your proficiency increases or when you get ability score increases and it kind of, it, it provides more choices in that matter. Okay, so what what was, what was the option? I think, I think he's, he's making the argument in favor of ability pr plus proficiency. Uh, yeah. And I will second that because that was going to be my suggestion as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for, for, in, for similar reasons. Yeah. And it, in full transparency, that gives me six mana. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's, it's going to give me six chi. Right. Like which, I, is, which is what you would have at, at normal. You have six key points. Right? Yeah. Okay. So that's not beyond what... Um, the recovery. Anything. So the recovery element is what what has a chance to be abused. And uh, uh, originally, I, ha I have a little notebook here. I, I wrote down 
I was at work and I was like, oh, that's good. I wanted to jot some ideas down. Um, like level one to eight rolled a 1d4 to recover mana on their turn. Okay. And, and a nine to 20 rolled a 1d6. Mm. And uh, then to work in flavor, because once we do this, all the caster classes kind of work the same. Because it does get rid of it, <clears throat> get rid of some of the flavor of the classes. So maybe you know, in our version, if this becomes a legit like like a system, maybe we forgo some of the classes for for more specific mechanics or what. But I was thinking for this to try to keep like a wizard flavor to the wizard. Um, he rolls his D four. Uh, to recover uh, mana, but like he had, uh, they, don't they have like arcane recovery or something? Like on a short rest, they can recover so many spells. Correct. Maybe they have equal to their proficiency bonus a number of times when they can add their intelligence or modifier to that die roll to one turn get an oomph or guarantee get back a good reserve of, of mana because uh, I also thought to make this more Diablo-like I have a pool of six mana can I cast uh, um two spells on my if, turn. If you have a action and a, like, I think we're still going to need to keep the, we have, we have, we have to, we have action. to. Yeah. Yeah. So I could misty step and then cast burning hands. Sure. Or misty step and drop a stinking cloud and then misty step away from it. Or misty step somewhere and drop a stinking cloud. Here. You know, because that's only five. That would only be five mana. Healers right. could go crazy with uh, healing word and cure wounds. Yeah, right. Which would be fucking baller. And honestly, yeah. in the in the, uh, to to counter all that perceived overpower, um, the opposition, the enemies are going to be fast and furious. Uh, it's all Vin Diesel? <laughs> yes, it's all Vin Diesels, and all the time, 24-7. Um, no, there's going to be a shitload of them, and much like like uh, Diablo, killing some doesn't mean they're done. So you kill this one, and oh, now his ghost is attacking you. You know, kind kind of ideas that I had had. So I assumed loot. There's all. There's always going to. Well. There's going to be. There's going to be a shitload of time. Yes, uh, that was something that else I was going to uh, implement. Um, the dropping of potions, because um, 
all of this, all of this is good, but we have not even, uh, no one's even mentioned and I haven't considered, uh, hit points in this, uh, in this system. Do we have to adjust those? Cause I plan on coming at you. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I think that's something that we're probably going to have to um, look at. And as far as uh, Asmodendex goes, this might be a whole nother wing to the dungeon. <laughs> you know, like the, 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 the extreme level kind of thing. <laughs> Chad Core. The Chad core. Somebody write that down. Uh, Come on, man. You've got hardcore and then you have Chad core. Yes. It's, it's the next fucking level. That that's not that. And I did not mean that in a way to give you shit. Like, I am I, I am impressed by the way you kind of uh, brutalize yourself <laughs> when you play games. Uh, I'm truly impressed by it because you, you... You don't tend to make it easy on yourself, no. It's not just hard, it's unnecessarily hard. And it's just so many times, it's like, why? Why? Why do you do that to yourself? And And you do it, and you're happy, and that is the most amazing thing. That's the most endearing part of it, yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's it, it might feel like uh, we're making fun of you, but it's it's more of a uh, humorous admiration. Uh, um, so, so to deal with the hit point issue, possibly designate like your run of the mill guys you're fighting deal half damage, and your elites deal full damage. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, that's one of the thing reasons why I wanted to have this talk because uh, I didn't have the time this week that I thought I was going to have uh, to really think of that. And honestly, I kind of needed a um, a bit of help dreaming up how to uh, juice the bad guys enough that. It isn't going to be super fast because it wasn't challenging, but super fast because there's just a lot of shit going on. No, but at the same time, I, I you guys are dying. I'm assuming that everyone right. is also going to have a, a, a like a pool of of potions to start with. Yeah, yeah. You you go in this with a bandolier. Yeah. And um, oh, another thing, I think it goes on unsaid. Uh, as far as the mana pool and when you start your turn you re refill, you can't go above your max. Uh, so if your max was six mana and you you use three and you roll a four, you, you only go to six. Sure. Got it. So it's just a, the mana is just a running total of the max. It's if you just, use one, it goes down, you can recover some, but yeah, and on your turn, you, you recover some, but it isn't always, it isn't guaranteed to be, to put you back to your sure. full. So it, it's kind of, that. that's the thing that governs what you can do 
on the following turn is, you know, what did I get back? Was it a good roll? Was it a good turn? So with your permission, uh, I'd like to use some of the optional monk shit from Tasha's. What's that? Uh, it's just other ways that I can burn key. Uh, key fueled attack. Like adding damage to your attack? Uh, make an as part of the action. Oh, uh, so if I spend a key point... No, okay, wait. Jesus Christ. I should have put my glasses <laughs> on. Uh, all right, quick and healing. Uh, two key points and a roll of the martial arts die to heal myself that many heal po hit points. Uh, so uh, baby heal. Um, and ah, this was the other one. Uh, focused aim. Uh, you can spend one to three key points to increase an attack roll by two for each of the key points spent. Um, yeah, I don't see a problem with that because you're going to have a pool and it's going to control what else you can do. That was that was the thought. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm less concerned about what you can do on your turn because like I said I want this all stemmed from I like playing druids in World of Warcraft and I hate playing druids in D&D how can I make them more like that uh, like if anyone was playing a druid I don't give a shit how many times you shapeshift have fun you can shapeshift between each attack fucking tear it up I'm a crocodile against this guy and a leopard against the other Fucking cool. Wonderful. But uh, that's not the case. <laughs> so um, I, I just want everything your character can do to happen more often. And I'm going to do my level best to make sure there are targets to receive those abilities. So I'm going to make a bunch of monsters and, you know, their, their appearance and, uh, ferocity is going to, you know, obviously try to try to meet and not exceed, uh, in an imbalanced way, your, your guys's capabilities. I mean, a little. There, there will be role playing. I mean, there, there, there are, there are breaks. There are corridors in the, the you know haunted castles and shit you have in in Diablo that are sparse of uh, enemies, and you have a chance to pause and think. What what are we what are we doing? Where are we going? What just happened? Kind of thing. So. Maybe uh, in uh, retrospect, uh, in, in, this, in the same sense of action, 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 cool ability, cool ability happening all the time, uh, spending hit dice is not limited to short rest. It's whenever you're not in combat, you can spend a hit dice. 
It's like, okay, before we go around this corner, let me top off. Now, granted, you only have so many of those. So, and then, rather you, than, and then would rather, we be treating like a short rest, like a long rest? Uh, well, considering what do you recover on a long rest? Uh, all your hit points? Yeah. Yeah. Because you wouldn't. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fair. Because you don't need the long rest for the recovery of resources anymore. No, you don't. You just need it for the recovery of hit points. So we're going to take a long rest. Now, granted, in in way I see it, that is an opportunity for you guys to better watch out, keep an eye out, because uh, chances that something's coming at you if you're going to take that much of a break, uh, an hour, you know, which is a short rest, something might, you know, find you in that time. Um, for the simplicity of combat, I think you should have like for each player, there's like a little pod of whatever that rolls and takes their like, so if there's three people or four people, you do four sets. Now each set could have a couple of things in it, but like you're, then you're rolling four initiatives instead of 12 initiatives. Oh, for my mom, my, my yeah. The moms. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, they were going to be in, in packs. Yeah. But just, like if there was a pack much, for much, each player type of thing, that way it's an equal number of actions without being too many or too few. Oh, I see. So four players, four packs at a time? Correct. One of those packs could just be a boss and something like that. But, you know, kind of if it's four puds, put four puds together and one boss is the same. And That's that. That works. I see what Just you're because yeah. that way we're not really going more than double the amount of initiative. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a round. I don't want a round to last an hour. Um, I also I, don't want it to be like, oh, no, now it's too easy because there's not enough other mobs attacking. Well, and like you're, you're going to attack possibly seven times in your turn. Right. I want you to roll all those attacks now. Roll your normal three attacks, and then see how many times you can chain. And you're attacking a group of things, so it's going to go from one to the next to the next to the next through that group. And at some point, you know, it will just spill over to the nearest one, much right. like yeah. I mean, you won't, even, you won't even have to say. Uh, like whatever the nearest one is, you jump the five feet and you start tearing into that one until your attacks ran out. Yeah, and then the mobs would just attack all their attacks and then move on. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to have the extra whatever. <clears throat> the mobs, I think uh, if I make it like a mob of four, it's going to have a health uh, hit point total for all four of them, like one Hit like one shared pool, yeah. One shared pool, and uh, when it hits 75%, one of them's gone. When it hits 50%, right. two of them are gone. You know, that, that, that's just the way it is. So you don't have to say, Oh, I'm attacking the one I hit last time. No, you're you're always attacking yeah. the one you that's hit last what I was time. doing with the, the fairies last week, like, yeah, yeah. You knock out one and a third, and then second one, a two thirds, and then the last one, yeah. It's it, it's easy economy and nice round numbers, and not a lot of. I mean, you guys are going to give me damage uh, numbers, and I'm just going to subtract it off of the pile. Right. It, it's 
the effect of having multiple guys without having to track as many people, as many attacks. Like I may, I may print off a sheet with just uh, uh, boxes with numbers in it, like 120 and divided by four and have marks on it. And I'll just like I track in that box and then scratch off and right. just have like a cheat sheet and kind of combat tracking. And you can just like you have space. four attacks, and then at seventy-five percent, you have three attacks, and then uh -huh. yeah, you just have to keep the percentages the same. And, and then this guy's a this but this this mob is a boss. He has these abilities <coughs> rather than having these attacks. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that a lot. Hey Ray, yeah, could we? Um... Change a cantrip from an action to a bonus action. It's a specific cantrip, and I would just like to try it as a bonus action instead of as an action. What is the cantrip? True strike. That should be a bonus action. It is the dumbest fucking cantrip. No one should ever use it because it's not a bonus action. Right. Well, I was like, you know, I remember this being in, in, in my in my in my opinion. It is a bonus action. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, there's videos on, on YouTube about a guy making a sorcerer, like auto hit sorcerer build with true strike and blah, blah, blah. And then he realized, oh, this is a fucking action. This character's worthless. Right. Never mind. I reimagine, you know, after the first gaming session, I reimagine it as a, uh, a limited range nuker, you know, and, he, you know, took quick, uh, quick in as his meta magic, cast scorching or cast firebolt, and then uh, as a bonus action, and then cast scorching ray to nuke something to death. All in this turn. So yeah, well, if you're okay with that, I will take it and we'll try it. Yeah, that makes that makes your your caster melee guy a little more melee. Oh, he's not melee. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you want true strike for then? It's just your next attack. Oh, it's any attack. It's not just any. It's not Correct. melee attack. Oh, okay. Correct. So my hand crossbow could be at advantage. I get you. I'm sorry. That was my dumbness. All right. Um, so, Bard, just straight Bard, right? Yep. Six level Bard. Uh, lore? Nope. I'm okay. going College of Creation. Not familiar. Um, it's, in, it's in Tasha's. Okay. Uh, I essentially get a spiritual weapon at sixth level. Cool. That's that'll be handy, and right. I thought, well, that'll be cool. And then also, uh, their third level college ability gives a little oomph to their inspiration, and I was like, that could be handy, depending on what the person uses the inspiration for. So if they use it for an ability check. Uh, <coughs> 
They can, when the creature rolls the bardic inspiration die to add it to an ability check, the creature can roll the inspiration die again and choose which roll to use. Uh, on an attack roll, uh, after they roll the inspiration die, uh, the moat of creation shatters the target in each choice <coughs> that you can see within five feet of it must succeed on a con saving throw against my spell DC or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on the bardic inspiration die. So your ally, your ally might take thunder damage? Uh, yes. Do that against, do that with Toby because he has, um, well, probably other than uh, Dylan, the best con saves. And then uh, if they use it for a saving throw, uh, the creature gains temporary hit points equal to the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration die plus my Charisma modifier. That's sexy. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, no. this For a Diablo-esque setting, that extra oomph on the... Oh, and uh, uh, drinking a potion, where, uh, whereas uh, I think house rules, even for us, is a bonus action. It is a free action. Just drink it. You can only drink one at a turn. And I think all the the, the, uh, you guys will start with, um, I don't know, six uh, greater healing, the 2d4 plus four. 2d4 plus two. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's 1d4 plus one for a basic one, right? Yeah. 2d4 plus two. And everybody will start with uh, six of those. And if you find any more in the in the dungeon, uh, they'll probably be similar. But I'm, I'm free. Uh, you're you're free to cast heals. You know, like any other spells. Uh, anyone that has them. Um, I think at this point it's only the bard that would even have access to a heal. Correct? Uh, yeah, that was another reason why I took the bard. Because Tasha's yeah, healing, healing word gives them mass healing word. Oh, sexy. Um, wait, what level is that? Third? Is that? That's third level? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I thought that was uh, fourth level. No. I think it was for my for my uh, clockwork sorcerer. It was planted at fourth level. Or I get it at fourth level. Um, so healing will come fast and necessary. Your, your hit points should probably be uh, tracked on a piece of paper uh, feverishly. Um, I'll be doing the same for bosses. Uh, I think the story I, uh, I was coming up with is uh, this is uh, my character, Toby Tobias, um, his uh, rite of passage and uh, by, you know, family tradition he has to run a dungeon with you know whatever group uh 
his family chooses and <laughs> you guys are going to be the group they choose. And he, he has to, you guys, he's basically paying you guys to get him through this alive. That's, that's the only goal. And uh, very Diablo-esque as well. If somebody should go down, another player, regardless, can revive them, bring them back up with a... Uh, because I was talking with uh, the group I played um, with uh, John and his friends. I never use a medicine check ever like skills. It basically comes down to religion, arcana, deception and perception, maybe stealth, sleight of hand. Those are the only ones that matter. So medicine check, be, be, be it you are proficient in it or not. If someone should go down, you can run over there and, uh, uh, difficulty, you know, Uh, 13, 15, whatever, roll a medicine check and bring them up with uh, hit points equal to your medicine skill. Okay. I dig that. So like, like this character has, uh, um, I haven't picked his proficiency, but uh, he would have two just from his wisdom. So I would go, you go down, I go over and, you know, spend my action to revive you. Now, granted, yeah, it's probably the only thing I'm going to do that turn, uh, unless I do a bonus action to do something else. Uh, and bring you up. Okay. At which point, a free Let's... action for you to drink a potion. Question. Um, so uh, Dylan goes down. Uh, yes. My medicine is shit, but I want to help. Uh -huh. I get mm -hmm. to I get to Dylan first. I'm good to hold my action to help with whoever comes over to do the medicine check, to assist. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can give them advantage. Yeah. Okay. How about how about as a possibility? Um, because I feel like you're going to get hit a bunch more because you're trying to get hit more often in this setup. Um, you come back with hit points equal to the medicine roll instead of the medicine modifier. Medicine roll. Oh, so like difficulty. Uh, it's going to at least be over 10 because you had to roll over whatever the difficulty was. Yeah, but yeah. They come, come back, back with that with many hit points. Like 12 or 13. they're going to get attacked three times the next turn, like everybody's going to waste half their turn. Well, private people. well that's, that's the thing. Um, on... Uh, you revive somebody, you make the roll. I don't have healing, so I revive one of you. My meta, you come back with two. I can immediately dump a potion down your throat as a free action. Yeah, but that's supposed to get you like 10. Yeah, true. Like, that could be one attack and you're down and they get three attacks. Like, I just feel like if that's mainly going to be your turn, like you spend your whole turn bringing them back up, it shouldn't be 
Well, or they're dead. You got to bring them in, in, in that res, in that respect, maybe it becomes a group effort. You know, somebody's going to have to step in and defend this uh, effort to bring someone back. Much like in Diablo, you know, I went down in a crowded room. You guys are going to have to beat back the mobs before you can think about bringing me back. You know, form a circle, push these guys back, kind of thing. Um, I guess. We can wait until somebody yeah. actually goes down. Until we until we see it in practice, we can't. Uh, I don't think we can accurate, accurately judge whether or not uh, it'll work. You know, if it feels gonna, like we're going down all the time, which I would be fine with. It's just if that's what we're going with, you better be. No, I prefer more of the role. But if nobody's hardly ever going down in fights, or they're just getting close to the bottom and not actually dying, then kind of pointless to even argue over it and come back yeah 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 i mean if you guys and and of course uh much like diablo running away is always an option okay let's put and uh i will have on my uh because i'm going to do a map for myself uh you guys might not need it I don't think because I'll just describe you know where you're going, but uh, I will have a radius of which mobs will chase you. Depending on which way you go, you might run into another mob. So you know you get you get overwhelmed. There's always an option to you know beat feet back and regroup. Okay. Cool. And they they will. They will follow you. You know, I have I have graph paper here with some tiny graphs, uh, tiny squares on it. They will follow you. You know, thirty squares. And if you get outside of that in your movement, then there you go. They're not chasing you anymore. Or they're even if they see you, but they haven't reached you, they're going to turn back because that's as far as they're willing to run from where they're supposed to be. Um, but like, so in Diablo, if you go down, you can still respawn. So yeah, if somebody tries to run away and somebody's dead there. You got to wait and go back later or. Um, yeah, if somebody goes down and you guys run away or try to lead them away. So a, a third member can revive that guy. That's a tactic, I guess. Um, if. Everyone goes down. I, I let's do this like ancestral nightmares. You guys have a set of refreshes or respawns. You have four. Make it through here. Complete the dungeon. You know, with less than uh, four respawns. Do like a full group four or four per person? If you all four go down, that's a respawn. If one of you goes down and gets revived, that's not a respawn. Right. I agree with the revive, but I don't think it should be if everybody goes down. I think, like, I think you should be able to just say, like, hey, we don't have time to come heal you. Just use one of your four respawns to get back in the battle and just miss. Oh, one. each person has four? Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually make the uh, 
this this time it is giving you shit, buddy. Sorry. Uh, the the Chad choice here and say that it the the pool should be for the group and not the individual. Yeah, that uh, makes it a little more. If each of us have four, I was just gonna say it's, that's it, it that's may, easy. I'll just respond. Yeah. It adds great. And mistakes. like the whole group, the whole group dying at the same time. If you're doing that four times, then you're terrible anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, I I I have skewed it too powerful. Right. But yeah, I like a group four or a group whatever we end up deciding <clears throat> on, depending on how everything it's going. like we got we got this battle, you know, we're we're on the ropes where we need the fourth member up. No one has no one can turn their back to, to help him up. Right. Use a respawn to get back in the fight now. And yeah, a respawn perfect. a respawn comes, you know, you come in. You don't just stand up with one hit point. We're going to have to decide, you know, do you come back at 50%? You, you just know. come back at full if there's only four. Like, well. You know, oh, true. Yeah, it, there's only it, four. It depends on how bad this is going to be. But, like, I like the idea of, like, okay, it's worth it. We'll use one of our four. And then later on you're down to one or two and you're trying to decide if it's worth it or not. Like, it's extra choices. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, in Diablo, you respawn, you come back in at full life. Yeah, full potions and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, potions, I don't know if they'll respawn because right. I'm going to try to. I mean, they're going to drop. Uh, treasure might drop, not drop during the fight, but uh, I will mark, like like Dylan was saying, a pack of four. You know, that pack of four will drop a potion. Some might drop two, you know, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I feel like you should, like, you can't get more potions in the same fight <clears throat> if you die, type of thing. But yeah, you can't get the you, fight. You should be getting close back to full potions almost it, every time. It should be encouraged to use them, not right. hoard them. So you like, should I'm be spamming the potion button sometimes. So. Me too. Sometimes it won't let me drink another one, and I'm like, "But I'm, but I'm dying." Right. So okay. Um, uh, trying to think of anything else that uh, was a point of worry or. Trying to uh, like, how are we going to face this? We've dealt with class uh, mechanics, you know. I think to the point where we can uh, honestly st start from uh, a level field. Everybody has fun shit to do. That's all. I, that's all I want. And uh, kind of how bosses are going to, or mobs are going to be organized. Uh, anything outside of combat is basically just regular D&D, other than spell slots. You can just, just cast a fucking spell. You want to cast uh, a healing word while in between. But like we talked earlier, uh, those hit dice are 
basically six more potions that you can use whenever you're not in combat. Cool. So, um, and uh, for simplicity's sake, each one of those hit dice is basically your hit dice plus your constitution modifier. So I, you spend one, you get nine in my case. Don't, don't worry about rolling it. Just oh, add okay. nine. Because I think uh, the more math we can eliminate, the, the better in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of anything, <coughs> excuse me, anything else. Um, <laughs> talked a lot, but I was actually thinking I made it, try to avoid it because my cough <laughs> comes back about this time every day. Um, I mean, I think that's a pretty good session zero kind of like outlining what we're looking to do, how we're going to tackle things. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, everything beyond this kind of, uh, and we have a bard, a barbarian, a sorcerer and a monk who uh, and both the bard and the monk are kind of at least in this case hybrid classes because yeah jeff you're melee and castery and bard's already a hybrid class uh so it's going to be a nice cross section of how does this work the only thing that i did not understand how to work into this system or this idea was a warlock. I have no idea how to make that warlocky. Um, and we don't have to really yeah. uh, dis dissect that right now, but I think if this becomes something we offer, I don't think it's... Because, uh, I mean... Uh, honestly, this I wanted this to be kind of a uh, trial one without any knowledge. Your hack slash murder kill thing. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to. But okay, how can how can we make D and D simply about the battle? I mean, you could just make it either you're a caster or a melee or a hybrid. Yeah, uh, actual I, classes. Yeah, we we. We don't have uh, all these flavors. Like for flavor, you can be any class or region or you know whatever you want to be, but you're gonna still be within the three melee hybrid spellcaster. Yeah, arcane divine. Uh, I th I think like in it kind of uh, closer to the way um, DCC is, where you know. Wizards are very specific. Clerics are very specific. Thieves are, you know, they, they, in warriors, all do their specific things. And then your hybrid classes are your 
dwarf, elf, and halfling. Those are the ones that kind of blur the lines. Like the halfling's a thief, but it isn't really a thief. So, yeah, we can give it a whirl, see what happens. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just, you could I mean, do, it, you it, put it, all it, the it flavor might, inside of it with still keeping it real simple for somebody that doesn't play a lot. Yeah, we can, I mean, we have, we have worlds in which to draw upon for flavor. Uh, I could definitely see this working into a uh, uh, high breeze kind of setting uh, for that, you know, system or whatever. You know, we have a lot of lore that we created for the Brotherhood and the Empire that we we're not using right now, right? And a lot of lot of thought and and uh, effort effort was uh, put into that. And I think a blank slate as far as a uh, um, game mechanics goes uh, might suit that. Does that mean if we're we're gonna take it down to the studs? Do we need six stats? Do we? Do we need all these skills? Uh, you know, how does how does all this work? Right. You know, and, and if the focus is you're in a dungeon, get moving. You know, leave leave the role playing for outside the dungeon. You know, if you can still role play, that's all social. That's all talking. That's all. You know, convincing the other players uh, your idea is the best, but the mechanics are there to govern when lives are on the line, right? And real loss and and reward is is uh, on the table. So, all right, that's kind of short, but. Uh, um, it gives me enough uh, idea of where you guys are going to come from, what you're hoping to do. Dylan, I think your character is probably going to be the easiest. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like it's much different. Just occasionally yeah, you get an extra attack or two. Yeah, you get some extra attacks here. And, you know, you don't have to track how many times you you wolf out or rage out. Um I think the the um, the standard rule of if you didn't attack last turn or weren't attacked last turn, your rage drops. I think that's still in effect. Okay. So there might be times when you get popped out of your rage. You know, battle ends, you come out, and oh shit, here come some more fuckers. I got to fucking rage again. Uh, that you get caught flat-footed while not in rage and something surprises you, you might get hit as a normal, you know, attack kind of thing. So it might actually be like advantageous to run down the hall at the next mob sometimes. As yeah, it, 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 yeah, definitely in your, in, in your interest to pull the next group, you know, and I think, I think in, uh, in keeping it with the inspiration, which is, you know, Diablo, uh, uh, you know, I think you said it enough. Um, 
you might see that next group. That doesn't mean they are aggroed on you. Right. But if you don't go after them, you may drop some things that you'd have to then re-up again. If you guys get too close or if, you know, one of the things you're fighting gets feared and runs into that group, you know, that's, that's enough, you know, something to consider. Not that anybody you have, any of you have a ability to fear, but. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm thinking like, like my stinking cloud, it covers a square area. If we're in a, if we're in a narrow corridor that might expand beyond where I wanted to do and pull the next group. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, level three bard spells are not what I would consider great. Uh, fear was kind of like the best of the bunch. Um, that is why uh, the lore bard is supreme. Probably. Because you can go the Scandlin route and get your Bigby's crushing hand and get lightning bolts and all that fun shit. I mean, that one of my really- roars is literally a fear, so... No, fuck. I forgot about your roars. I, yeah. I don't have a fear effect. What? What? How did those work before? You had, um, that, Those were an action, right? I think they were a bonus. A bonus was, action? Um, there was three roars. One adds 1d4 damage to your attacks. One, each thing within 15 feet um, has to make a saving roll or they have disadvantage on their next attack. And then one is one creature I target within 30 feet um, has to make a save or spend their next turn running away from me. Okay. I thought one was a taunt. Mm -mm. Okay. It's a fear, extra damage, and unless something changed, I was going back to one of the... So the the one that they have disadvantage on you, uh, that could almost be fear in my mind. They get they. Well, it's disadvantage on their next attack, not against me, against anyone. Oh, anyone. Okay. So, bonus action: you turn into a bear. You start doing your attacks. Next turn, bonus action: you roar, do your two basic attacks, and then try to chain four more. And then your third round, your bonus attacks can finally be used for a claw. Uh, yeah, I mean, my second turn, I'd probably the rage and then make an attack. Or is rage always on? Is that what we're saying? Or no, your first turn, like okay, oh shit, there's bad guys. Bonus action, rage, then two attacks, and then try to chain four more. Okay. That would be your turn because the bonus action is your raging, and then your second turn, you know, goes around, goes back to you. It would be your, uh, if you want a bonus action, roar. And then, I'd have to spend a bonus action to shape shift. Yeah. Basically, you have to spend a bonus action to do that claw attack or do any of your extra shit or re-rage. Right. But my first two turns are always going to be shape shift and rage. 
from those yeah. actions before I even get to the extra attack part. Shapeshift isn't a separate thing, is it? I thought it was that was how you raged. Um, Basically, you rage, you become the bear. Okay. Is yeah, it isn't. It is. It isn't a shapeshift. Yeah, but your um, the way that flavor of uh, barbarian worked was you can shapeshift into a bear only, and it is triggered by you going into a rage. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, when I played the Armadillo, I had to do it in a certain order. But this is more of a class feature. Yeah, this was this was our uh, Percantile Islands barbarians, right? Yeah. Where they have a they have a uh, affinity for nature and a connection to it. That is where their rage comes from. The the beast. And that was all part of that that story that we had envisioned for them. But the because the, the other like archetype that came from Perkendiles were a straight up druid, right? Yes. Yeah, we have druidic a druidic people, but some of the like quote-unquote braves of the the druid tribe are more barbarian-like and limited in their druidic flavoring. Hey. Let's take a picture of this dumb panel just to show you guys. It's, it's what's wrong with my phone? So I gotta say, I just killed uh, level one twenty one the butcher. That's nice. I uh, felt pretty good. I ran into him last night for the first time in forever's. What the fuck is wrong here? I do have my character all finished up now. I wasn't joking earlier when I said, well, guess it's time to build a character. Oh, I went back through to find, because you had sent me a picture of it back in 2020. And so I had to go back to what the stats were on that one. Oh, wow. So I was scrolling through Facebook Messenger <laughs> under the old group where Ray Jeez. got mad and left. <laughs> That's never happened. So the uh, the idea for this strip is this uh, Conan guy uh, wants to run a dungeon, but he'll only run it with uh, um, the expert. So he yeah, Gop has to go with him. Okay. I don't know where it goes from there. I just drew this picture. I thought it was funny. I haven't fully shaded it yet, but it's like the the unsure pose of God holding this thumb sword and a left-handed left-handed barbarian I approve I, I figured you would you you win 
Okay. I got an idea for you. So you, mm -hmm. your barbarian's coming in, right? He needs Gop because Gop's the expert. Mm -hmm. The joke is that whatever he needs Gop for is nowhere near as challenging as the lead-in to it. Um, expand. I, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Like, like, like he's he bringing, needs Gop, he's bringing, he needs Gop for the, for the math. He, he needs, he needs Gop to, to help with the Rube Goldberg trap that is expected to be encountered at the bottom. And it's just like, open the box. So that's the middle, say that's the middle panel. This is it, uh, warrior. He's talking to God. Up here, your, your, your task is just ahead. Solve this riddle, will you? And God's like, that? Yeah, you, you just flip the lid. There it is. I'll pull this lever. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it okay. just, it could be as simple as push button to win. Yeah. It's, it's the exit door. There you go. Yeah. Or and the, and the, the first panel can be all him. Uh, uh, I, I, I can add stuff to that uh, middle panel, put blood on him and stuff like he's been through hell. Uh, Gop can be splattered with shit, and he's just like, you know, I can, I can, I can add stuff to that. I'm, I'm seeing it now. And the first one is just him, you know, patting himself on the back, like, oh, this is a good day. Oh, yes, yes, this was wise. The, the many of foes has fallen to the mighty Korg, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Now, I just need your, you, your expertise. I'm figuring out this last obstacle. That uh, go in the other direction. I mm -hmm. like the idea of like a chalkboard with like two plus two on there, and it's just a bunch <laughs> of wrong answers written on it. <laughs> this is this is the like, this is the whole on. reason I needed you. And it's this is this is the dumbest math problem ever. I, I've I've <laughs> I've run this dungeon many a times, and this is always the part that thwarts me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Two that. plus two. And he has two plus two and he has like a pig face drawn and all kinds of stupid shell bear, spear, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I a love bunch that. Of wrong answers. Like he's done this forever and he just can't get past it. Like Gop can be like, um, I don't know why you called in tech support for this. Yeah. Well, you know, this seems, this seems really odd. Uh, uh, I, I, I've heard you run this dungeon, uh, hundreds of times. Uh, surely it's, it's, it's no, no longer a challenge. He goes, yes, you're correct. I have, I have traveled these halls many a times, but I have never succeeded in defeating this dungeon. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, goes on. The last quarry is always, always bars my way. He goes, oh, well, oh, wait. And then on the stairs there in the middle one, he goes, wait a minute. The last quarry, you mean 
and they just the last panel they're standing there and the chalkboard and it's just yes 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 cool i like it so i just gotta draw them basically just walking in the hallway in the first one or or him foot raised up on the back of a beast pulling the sword out of something and Gop standing in the background, still holding the sword, kind of carrying, like, what the fuck did I get myself into? And he's just... Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on what you want to draw, you could either do that or another one of the barbarians slashing through things. Yeah. Like, he just defeated... Well the, with those two. He just defeated the last boss, but this is... This isn't even a challenge. This is just a chalkboard put there so that people can tally up what they killed and what they... What they uh, um, uh, yeah, what treasure they found to try to figure out what their bill is going to be on the outside. And it's something they put there for courtesy, and he thinks it's a challenge. <laughs> At least that'll be the my my understanding of it. That won't be in this trip. That'll just be, you know, one of those things like the doctor isn't real. I've never said that before, have I? Nope. Yeah. Not once. Yeah, he's 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 he is uh entirely in uh Asmodendex thrall. I mean he is, he is created by Asmodendex. I had a thought on what I thought the doctor was, but what was that? I, I always want to hear I always want to hear Elseworld theories. I thought the doctor was uh, Asmo's body. See, I I made a mistake when they escaped from prison, <laughs> and he pulls back the hood, and his head comes out. And I, I after I did that, I've always thought, "Fuck, people are gonna think that it's his body." But it's, it's yeah, no, that was never the intention. Well, and see, I thought not this, too late to explain that in the book. I thought this well before that stream. Oh, okay. Because you never see the doctor's face. What is what is the doctor's? Um, there is one strip where you see the doctor's mouth. Uh huh. But it's uh the one where he picks up the book and the tentacles are coming out of it. That's true. So you see him smile. Yeah. Otherwise, you only see the glowing eyes. Yeah. Publish media. Site cannot be reached. What? So it's telling me. Oh, there it is. Okay. About to say, I was just on there earlier today. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what chapter that's in. Oh, here it is. Nope. It's after Daryl smashes the uh, um, after Gop gets taken and uh, Kevin says, that's not what the head in the box told me. He's like, what? What'd you say? Daryl comes and smashes the box and I think that strip ends with the the doctor holding the book 
holding a book and the tentacles are kind of writhing outside of it. Yeah. Hmm. Number 41. Daryl's walking away and you see the, the doctor's mouth. Which may end up being a mistake in my part. Because the doctor was always kind of going to be a joke character. He wasn't going to be a story character. I'm sorry, are we recording this? No. Okay. Sorry, I'm rambling. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I should be good. Next Ooh. week I have I'll have uh I'll get me uh some maps. Um I'm going to do a map and the end of it will either be the exit if it's becoming too cumbersome in which we can uh regroup and try again or it'll lead to a second level if it's if it's continuing to to uh further the story because there are forces at work to, because every dungeon has a theme of course oh yeah uh do you, what was the theme of yours um it was like the different stuff from nightmares okay that's so what i thought like the top 10 things for nightmares and then there were some that did not get used if you had fallen a certain way, then like you would have kept falling. Gotcha. And um, yeah, there were some other ones that just didn't get used because you avoided them or look that way. Okay. I wasn't sure. It, so I had, I had three theories. One was just pure nightmare fuel. One was some sort of like because elements of it made me think of Grimm's, like original Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. And, uh, but those are, I mean, the, to say nightmare fuel, that's kind of just redundant at that point. Um, and then uh, my other thought was maybe this was like some really weird off the wall Disney fairy tale thing. Um. No, there wasn't enough other stuff for that to be it. I mean, I would have had more direct tie-ins with that type of Disney stuff if I was going to go that direction. Dylan, have you just jumped to the current uh, strip on the Fodder Inc. Instagram? I just put that one up because it had the thing on it. Um, oh, okay. It didn't really matter what order. Yeah, I it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can go anywhere. So I put it in there. I don't. I'm not great, so I don't know how to make that a link instead of like posting them, whatever. But uh, you got to put the link in the bio. What do you call? What do you call two crows on a fence? Attempted murder. Yep. You actually need three or more. Uh huh. 
Well, it's just, you know, there's just two crows, you know, that's not really a flock or a murder of crows. It's just two crows. Yeah, it's subjective, but I like it. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. I hope, I hope it will works and, uh, maybe be something we can either learn from or expand on. Definitely feels like something we can run and really hash out a bunch of different options. So yeah. I think we yeah. bring most of it up with the way that we run things. And I do like the idea of just like pure caster, pure melee or hybrid. And then nobody's going to be confused about like, do I want to play a dwarf that's an elf or a, you know, bard or a this or a that. They can just pick a couple of spells they like and they kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Toolboxing a, a caster character kind of takes on new meaning because, like I was saying earlier, each level kind of has to have answers for all situations because if you're a limited mana pool, you might only be able to cast first level spells this turn. But you still yeah. need to you need to protect yourself or you still need to do damage or right. I think the only like <clears throat> hard differentiation I would make between casters is, is this a uh, divine type of caster or is this an arcane kind of caster? And I think that's where the hybrid could come in and somebody can dip into both pools. Yeah. But I, I like, I mean, I don't know what you had envisioned for, for your, I can't ever remember the name you had, uh, hack. Hack slash. Stab. Smash and stab. Okay, hack slash smash and stab. Uh, I don't know what you had envisioned for it as far as uh, classes and like spell lists and I all that all that kind I hadn't of even hadn't even gotten that far with it. Well, it, it inspired me because this is exactly you know what I'm, what I'm thinking when I uh, came up with when you were talking about it. I was like, oh, that totally le leads into that uh, Diablo thing I wanted to do because just wanted to take it back to. Let's blow shit up. Let's chop things up. Let's leave a wake of bodies behind us and pick up the treasure afterwards. Well, and one of the things I kind of like about the way, you know, the, the idea that I had and this kind of, you know, fast-paced thing that you're looking at, like, we're a long way from getting to this point. But if this became something we ever wanted to look at monetizing, like, anymore with a role-playing game, you need a niche. Well, we could look at making our niche a, a like it's Fodder Inc., the dungeon run. Mm -hmm. Everything is in the box. And it could be, uh, 
I, I hate to use this term because it, it puts some connotations on it that I don't intend, but like the gloomhaven of a role-playing game, like gloomhaven can play for a long time out of that one box. Yes. This could play depending on how often you and your group get together, you could, you could do dungeon runs in Asmos. Well, in that respect, it could tie, tie in uh, other ideas we had, like tiles. Right. In, in that box, could be a shitload of tiles. It, it, arrange them any way you want, you know, as long as they, you know, have a start and what you want to be the end or now one of the tiles just says exit. Now you're seeing where I was, where my brain started going in all of this. Yeah. I, uh, I can, I can dig that. You're throwing some dials and I'm in. I, this would be the kind of thing where dials wouldn't be out of the question. No, uh, a dial to, uh, track ups and downs on your mana pools. Mana hit points. Well, one, I mean, depending on how they're designed, you could have a card with three dials on it. One is hit points, one is uh, mana, one is, you know, something else. Or I whatever. Mean, you probably want two for your hit points and then. Oh, right. Three yeah. dials, two for hit points, one for mana. I, I don't see this as a high-level kind of game, though. No, no. no I, I, think that, that, I think that also uh, kind of uh, condones that everything comes in a box. Because right. the level aspect of it kind of goes out the window. But, you like, know, when you look at D&D, what they get in, like, the starter set and things, and get some character sheets and you get like what one adventure or something like that. Like, right. Yeah. The, the box set came with like a, I think it was, there was two adventures. There was like a, the starter, like introductory adventure and then the continuation of it. Right. It was like a 12 page rule book or six <coughs> character sheets or something. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a slimmed down SRD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of creating our own book of spells, our own box right. of tricks for, I mean, just uh, Dylan's character alone is unique enough from D&D that we could build something around that. Right. And like, we, we have in the past, so that, that's proof positive. So taking that and basically plugging him in to whatever world we want to uh, assign to it and adding dials and say, here you go. Well, and we could make like extra loot as like just cards. Yeah, I think loot, uh, loot and uh, spells. Because mm -hmm. you know your 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 wizard here has these two attacks. You know the 
lightning or magic missile, which does this and, and, you know, days or whatever, sleep or whatever, you know, right. and then as you go through, you, you pick up more and maybe they're one off right. kind of spells. And, and that kind of takes care of the, you can cast every turn, uh, one of these six, you know, spells you have, you know, forever until you get to the exit. There's you never run out of these spells, but these ones you pick up, these, you know, you know, ballistic missiles, they're limited. Right. Whereas the warrior, you know, there's, there's, Ooh, there's a nice shiny sword. You know, there's the, the cool shield. Use or, you know, the one-time use spells could be scrolls. Yes, then, you know they could pick up all. Yeah, the yeah, to, to completely keep the the existing understanding. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, it, it, it'll all it'll all uh, work out uh, next week whether or not this actually functions. I think, I think at this point, like we've got a really solid foundation. I tried to think of everything we might. I think basically point, argue on. It's or, just going to come down to. Excuse we me. need to get mechanics. And I think starting with five E mechanics is a good place to start. And but if we we do we. Uh, Eliminate things we don't need and change things we want to better fit the vision. Right. right. And at some point, we'll probably have to uh, consider, you know, how we're going to do stuff so that it, you know, if we want this to be our own system, it's going to have to be different enough from uh, 5e. Yeah. I th I think we can uh, we can make that uh, different from five e basically uh, category uh, catalog of spells yeah and definitions of the individual character types I think I think that is uh, I think eliminating character types like Dylan was saying. Uh, maybe every maybe it's a uh, tiles, and you have either tokens or miniatures that we move through here. Everybody picks a color. You know, it's very Munchkin esque kind yeah. of. You know, everybody's a character. You know, everybody starts with this character sheet. You know, that card that says you can do these attacks. As you pick up shit, maybe it isn't a scroll. Maybe that's a spell now. And maybe that replaces your sword attack because this spell is much better. Right. And, uh, you know, this uh, thing you get adds to your... Uh, this robe I found makes makes my character and that spell I have work much better. 
I don't want to steal from Munchkin too much, but you know that's right. No, I get you. Where, where that's that the was, kind of dumbing down you want to go with, uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think the one box uh, um, idea. I think that's kind of where we got to go. Gloomhaven is way more complicated than that, though. Sure. In, in the same respect, so we could go either way. We don't have to dumb down. We could maintain what well, we're talking about now. But yeah, there, there, I mean, there's all kinds of choices to to make, and yeah. But yeah, I think I think the much much like the Soulcaster, that's what we call it, the fucking thing. Uh, we we need a we need a trial run to yeah. see if it's even if it's even fun. Oh, I, I just watched a YouTube or not a YouTube, uh, Instagram short, but the guys that delivered my stove had this fucking cool system. They both had harnesses on. Yeah. And they had that seatbelt thing that goes between them, and they basically yep. just walk and basically keep it from falling off. That was the coolest fucking thing I ever saw. Right? Yep. I, I'm like, that's so fucking smart. I mean, fuck the new stove. I want that. Give me that. <laughs> right. That, I'm like, God, I... Just you and Karen out back carrying shit around? I can't, be I can't believe I've been fucking lugging shit around all my life when this was an option. Uh, sorry. Yeah, that, that, that blew my mind watching. And I'm like, did you see that fucking thing? And she goes, yeah. What about? And I go, no, dude, you, you understand what that was. They didn't have to have any finger strength. To carry that right. fucking thing. Right. No one cut their hand carrying that stove in. No one bashed their hand on the door jam as they're carrying it in. Right. The door didn't get ripped off the front of the stove because someone was holding onto it. Yeah, that that was fucking brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, it's how they delivered my fridge that I got in like 20 or 21. But the or fridge came like that? Yeah. Wow. Now, they did have to take the doors off the fridge, but they only had to do that because it literally wouldn't fit through the door. Well, you got, yeah, old houses, narrow doorways. Yeah. Right. But they had to, they had to take the door off of my uh, um, door from my garage into my kitchen. They had to take the door off of that to get the, the right. stove in. But yeah, like they just fucking unboxed it, loaded it up on their strap system. Walked it down the driveway, up the back door, in the house, had it in place. Dude, they were here, including hooking up the water, they were here less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, these guys were in and out. That was, that was impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, sorry there was, you know, sorry no D&D, but a lot of D&D &D talk. Um, which is... Essentially, what D and D is. It is. Uh, oh, man, I'm, I am excited. I know you're a little under the weather. Jeff's a little under the weather. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. I was worried about talking all night. <laughs> but uh, I'm on the mend. It's definitely the uh, hopefully the last of it. Oh, I'm Jesus. taking Houston X every day. I'm going to cut audio.